Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast on Wednesday, July 22nd. It is preview night of Comic-Con. We've survived it. And uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com, coming to you almost live from the Holiday Inn South Barely Tower. Alive. Barely alive. Barely uh, alive. There we go. With me, of course, tonight, fabulous announcer and uh, pretty good uh, facsimile there of our theme song. <laughs> Lon Lopez. And guest commentator, David Tapia. Is not available. <laughs> That was very formal. Thank you, David. Uh, so, here we are. Tonight was uh, preview night. So, guys, uh, what, uh, what do you got to be able to say, each say the top three things uh, of preview night? Uh, to you know, here's what, here's what my first impression, uh, and I always, you know, moan and groan about preview night. You do. Surprisingly mellow this year. And I think it was because, and this was the one thing I noticed, now, a new team took over recently, right, for Comic-Con? Like a new uh, programmer or a new team? No, I don't think I so. Because what's-his-name stepped down, Gary... Gary Sassamon? Stepped down, and then there was a new guy came on. Yeah, he's in, charge of pro- he's in charge of programming. Or Gary Sassamon was in charge of programming. He wasn't in charge of the whole con, but yes. The guy we have a thing? I see what you're saying, yes. I'm okay. just saying that there's been problems in the past, especially with the newer let's say, in flux of people. And I think this year they came up with some good ideas. Now, uh, preview night always used to be busy because there was nothing else to do except walk the floor. Mm -hmm. So this year they got smart and they started having programming. This year they started with uh, three sneak previews of unseen pilots from the upcoming fall television season, correct? Right, so the human target was one, right? The Vampire Diaries. And the Vampire Diaries, okay. So So now this basically, anybody that wants to see those, it takes all those people off the floor Right. And puts them in panels. Right. That was uh, Ballroom 20, I think, which was, uh, which was seats about 4,000. It's not as big as Hall Age, but yeah. it's big. It's big. But keep in mind, gentlemen, there's also another... He called it gentlemen. Yeah. ...contributing factor to why there was less people on the floor. Sure, and that's... Yeah, and that has to do with, going back to your programming situation, the uh, Twilight panel, which there was a line supposedly started on Tuesday... Uh, at 9 p.m. Now, we, we, we haven't corroborated that. That could be uh, just a rumor that it had started. But I did see tents, so it's possible. I mean, I know that I walked by about 4.30, and there was already a very long line stretching back around behind the building. So, well, see, there you go. So all those people that are Twilight fans that fear they're not going to get into this thing, they're off the floor, too. Now, granted, we got there a little late, for preview night. Oh, and that was the other thing, too. They opened up preview night even earlier. Uh, no. Uh, it was confusing. Now, Rick and I were outside. Uh, Rick Bretschneider's not with us tonight, but uh, uh, he is here at Comic-Con as well. And Rick and I were uh, on the ground floor, and then there had been people that they sort of loaded up up top, and they let them in first. And that was a little earlier. That was about 5.30, but they didn't open the doors on the floor until, until 6 o'clock. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't know... I I don't know what the criteria were that changed it. But, but they, they, it just seemed like registration and processing was a lot smoother. 
things got through. I'm going to say this was the absolute smoothest press registration I've ever been to. Except for, Except uh, for our. Uh, <laughs> well, you guys had you guys had a name mix up, right? Well, we but actually we had an adventure before, but that's a different podcast. But anyways, I'm just saying that once we got to the floor, granted we got there a little late, but we could actually walk through the aisles, and we weren't getting you know slammed down whatever. Now, granted, towards the more popular booths. You know, towards the hot ticket items, there were crowds, but that—that's to be expected. So yeah. Um, another thing I noticed—I don't know if you guys noticed—I noticed a lot of noobs this year. Anybody else see uh, lots of uh, shocked mothers dragging their young children around? Or uh, I saw a lot of people wandering around looking very lost and scared. Right. And at least three of those people were Rick Brettschneider. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I can say that because he's not here. But uh, I saw at least two mothers, actually, let's say two families, like looking like they were trying to escape Saigon right before the fall. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, like just, just push through, honey. Just stay with us, stay together. Just, you know, and just it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, and, and definitely, people, as I've noticed before, and you guys, because you've been hanging out with the king of swag usually, <laughs> is that is that I saw a lot of people ready and understanding where they were going for swag right, right from the get go. Like so, the Paramount booth, which had foam fingers uh, or foam hands with the "Live Long and Prosper" and tribbles and so forth. You know, but by six o'clock, there was already a huge line formed and ready to go, and knew that. And the Warner Brothers uh, gift bag, tote bag, which has become legendary this year with the human target on one side. I didn't see what the other side was. Harry Potter, uh, Superman, the, uh, there was like four different variants. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh. But see, that's the thing, though. It's like people don't understand. It's like they're not going to, it's the first, it's not even the first official day. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, it's not like they only brought enough for Wednesday. Like, people are like crawling over, oh my god, a free poster! And it's like, you can get those all week. Maybe, maybe there'll be laps on Sunday. Well, you know, and that's not entirely because like a couple of booths had things that were uh, they were a definite limited Wait, amount. Like, but see, they only they limit for like Wednesday. So if they're all out for Wednesday's allotment. No, well, here I'm going to say what I what I know it, what was out is uh, Marvel Marvel Comics had uh, the Digital Comics Unlimited, the DCU. Um, so if you sign up for a three month subscription or a year long subscription to Digital Comics Unlimited, you could get a a Comic Con exclusive Nick Fury action figure mm. that fit with the rest of the Marvel Universe right, figures right. they're doing. Uh, really beautiful package. Uh, so Rick got that. But what they told us was, yeah, they they really only had a finite amount. And once they've gotten their their subscriptions up, when we're out of the figures, they were out of the figures. Okay, it wasn't. That's a, that's an exception. Yeah, it was an exception. That's something they already planned to get their money and get out. But I mean. Everybody, like, I talked to people from Macau, and they were like, yeah, no, we, we don't plan on selling out. We have bought plenty, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I would hope Which so. is good for me. Well, yeah, it's good for me because... Did you see all the toy mongers that were walking out with just cases of... 
I did. That's the thing. So I'm going to say tonight. That's probably my biggest complaint. Was I was ready. No I was I was ready loaded for bear uh, to say I wanted to. I knew this is the first year where I've gone in feeling like there were a couple of exclusives that I wanted to get, and I've never really done that before. I've, I've picked up like the My Little Pony for my daughter, and known that wasn't going to sell out. That's that you personally want, but that I wanted, and I've said it on the podcast before. Uh, the Zan and Jaina with Bleak, and. Um, but yeah, tonight Mattel was saying had a sign up that said if you were press, uh, I think even professionals, uh, exhibitors, you couldn't buy anything tonight from Mattel. And yet I watched, I I saw a guy with two cases of the Zan and Jaina, one case of the Green of the Greenland and Origins from their DC Universe set, right. and just haul off. And I'm thinking, well, you think that he's got like. Eight children at home, and that's who he's going to give it to. He's going to go on. He's going to do a write-up about your product, and maybe talk about how cool it is. You know. You know but yeah, so because I had a press badge, I couldn't get this stuff, but this guy could go put it on eBay. Because I know already, I I had stumbled through our uh, Google ads. There's a site that was already had all the exclusives and what they were going to charge for them. Yep. So like two hundred fifty dollars for the Green Lanterns, the five from District uh, from DC Direct. I mean, at least put a limit on people. You know what I mean? Like, because these are just these are guys that are immediately turning into the back, the second market, and right. making a killing. And it's like, and I, yeah, and I think Mattel and Hasbro should, you know, they know well enough. They do. Mm-hmm. They should be putting a limit on it because. It should be for the fans first, especially on Wednesday night. And especially for a Comic-Con that's expecting 120-something people, you're going to sell your... 120,000-something people. Yeah. 120,000. Yeah. Only 120. Come on down! <laughs> no, but I mean, they're going to make their money no matter what. Right. But not, don't screw the fans by selling out something and having to, you know, force them to go buy on the Right, market. especially especially for something that's getting so much po- popularity with families. Obviously, you say, you see the newbie families walking around, dragging children. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that's the big issue I, I had tonight. Um, I will say this, though. Go ahead. Uh, say it. Also, compliments to Comic-Con. Uh, it looked like they okay. First of all, when we went out to get uh, picked up for the shuttles, mm-hmm. I was like sitting there going, "We're going to be here all night. This is terrible." Doubled up the buses tonight. Looks like tripled up the bus. Tripled up the buses. Fantastic. The lines were just atrocious. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And people, the the volunteers who were helping. The organ- I mean, it was handled very, very well. You know, I want to say something about that because one of the things that I've been reading ahead of time, people always go, oh, like the security guys are jerks and they did. And I think, no, tonight everybody was super friendly. Now, of course, it's the first day. Mm-hmm. But I think about that and I go, you know, tempers do flare and, and, get, and get frayed. And the thing is, Comic-Con attendees aren't always the most polite. And I think this is a real case of if we treat the people we're encountering with politeness. Right, they'll treat it back. They'll treat you, they, you get it back. I'll also put it this way, though, too. The Comic-Con fans, the hardcores, the, the, the OGs, basically, they were, they're pretty mellow people. Mm-hmm. You start bringing in general population, you know, Normals. and it's kind of one of those where their, you know, general population is used to it. I'm used to treating the help like garbage, and you know I'm used to you know getting my way, and get, you know what I mean. It's kind of one of those where that's not the vibe of Comic Con, you know what I mean. The vibe of Comic Con is, hey, we're all there just to have a good time, enjoy ourselves, and 
you know, and expect to be in long lines and crowds. You know what I mean? That's we're just used to it. Yeah. So when these noobs come, and they get all angry and whatever. It's like, hey, you know what? Mellow out. We're all in this together. We're all gonna, you know, yeah. have fun and. Uh, yeah, I also want to say this is to see if Michael Goodson's listening. Uh, we got the thing you wanted uh, for the toy exclusive. So wow. you, know, you have to listen, and if you and if you don't tell us, you know we have it. You can't have it. Okay, so oh, see, clever of me, huh? Uh, so what did you guys do tonight that you thought was uh, was particularly cool? Uh, Dave was snapping like a little shutterbug. We had a lot of photos coming from Mr. David Tapia, hopefully uh, t- later tonight. Downloading as we speak. Indeed, indeed. Any, any that you were uh, especially proud of? I'll have to review them. There's so many. Over a gig's worth of photos in just a matter of a couple, like an hour and a half or so. Well, should we just tease what we saw? I mean... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, because I can say the big thing for us tonight, uh, Rick will be editing down. We uh, we interviewed uh, a, a UI artist for uh, DC Universe Online, so we got a full demo of that tonight, which... Rick Burtschneider, on game. Jeez, I really want to play that game. I really want to have that game. It looks awesome. Uh, but that was our, our big thing. Uh, so... Um, for you guys, yeah, tease whatever else you get going. Uh, I would just, you know, it, here's the thing. Um, for being my fourth consecutive you know, year and fifth year going, uh, for the last four years when we've been coming, floor's been pretty much set up the same. Although I did not notice a sci-fi uh, installation, did you? No, I did not see a sci-fi. Yeah, usually... Uh, but I think you're saying it wrong. It's a sci-fi. I'm sorry. I didn't notice a sci-fi uh, installation because usually it has that big, you know, whatever. But I think they changed their logo and couldn't use it. Yeah, so now they can't say. <laughs> so I don't think they even have a presence. That's <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. So because their insulation was set up around their logo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They did have a big Stargate thing or something. Well, they also like. moved G four so the back of the show is the back. But you know what the funny thing is is that was their old setup, wasn't it? G four had a double decker. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. So G four almost is recycling. Um, all the you know Warner Brothers Warner Brothers is there with the same installation with the water tower and the setup with the what the He-Man Grayskull oh Mattel has their Castle Grayskull again you know yeah. so it's kind of one of those like everybody's just recycling what they got yeah. uh, the, you know Paramount so all those people have the same kind of booths promoting this I so this year there was no real wow thing uh, on the floor yet what about the Avatar. Well, the Avatar, that was for, for, for the toys, though, which was kind of, you know, Mattel had a giant mech, like a mech warrior suit. Ah, uh, okay, so that's why, yeah. Why did I see that in Mattel? I saw a Lego, uh, the, they gave the Toy Story license, there's a, a Lego Buzz Lightyear, which I thought was The only thing cool. that was really of any kind of, ooh, was uh, the Black Beauty from the upcoming Green Hornet film. I gotta go walk over there and see that. covered, though. Oh, because it's well, was, wasn't night. being revealed. Kind of right. like last preview night when the Iron Man armor was boxed up. Right. There was also an Iron Man thing, you know, but it's like... Well, did you see the Marvel booth this year? Did you see it with all the Iron Man armors? Yeah, all the Iron We went over and Fraction was signing uh, oh, great. posters and stuff. Uh, hoping, so. hoping to get some time with Fraction. So, um, or at least, you know, get a small portion of his time. I mean, I, we got a nice little... Fraction... Okay. You make that joke every time we mention him. I know because it's not funny. Uh, 
Uh, I'd say the, the for Fanboy Planet uh, listeners, DC Universe Online, we did get it was a sort of an exclusive confirmation, and oddly the guy said that they they were all trained to know the answer to this particular question. Ninety nine percent certain that Ambush Bug will be a character in DC Universe Online. Nice. nice. And it was just funny. The guy said, I was afraid you were going to ask us that. They made us go over Ambush Bug yesterday. I don't know him real well. <laughs> and you know what? We have to throw a couple shout-outs to a couple uh, podcast homies. Oh, please uh, do. The guy from uh, last week, uh, Mick Gray. Mick Gray. We went by Mick Gray's booth, yeah. And he was very friendly, remembered me, and he, you know, he always yeah. you guys. And then we bumped into our boy John Lehman on the street. Yes. And he was with, he was with the author or the artist. The artist of Chew. Yeah. Uh, Gillery. Gillery. Yeah. So that was actually the second John Lehman encounter today. Oh. So I don't know if you if you heard him say to me he'd actually run into Rick at the airport in oh, San Jose right. today. Right. So uh, yeah, and then I had the odd appearance. I've been uh, on Monday. I ran a piece about this upcoming uh, kind of revival of horror comics, Bella Lago. Tales from Beyond the Grave, which is edited and kind of founded by a uh, longtime Marvel artist. Uh, uh, what the heck? Oh no! Uh, no, it's not. Oh no, 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 no! King Cole. I'm gonna have to erase it. It's not Karen Dwyer. It, it's oh my gosh! I'm too tired. Um, Carrie. Carrie Gamble. Oh, phew. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, Carrie, I apologize. Of course, no. We don't nev- have it. We don't I had ne- never met him before, and it turns out he's in this hotel, oh. same hotel with us, and he was in line for the bus right behind us, and I saw his name tag and went, hey, we've been in contact with each other for a week uh, by email, and so there you go. Um, so it's nice to, and of course, Super Charnold is uh, wandering the floor. Of, he does not have a table. Though. He does not. He's wandering the floor of Comic Con with a box full of his of his uh, little mini comic. Tell me, it's not a rolling cart though. No, it's just a box. It is, I'm going to kick his ass. It is just a box. No, if you and are listening to this podcast and you bring a rolling suitcase. It's against the rules here. And you know Charnold's going to listen to this tonight. He's waiting. He's waiting right now. Um, and I saw like two or three rolling carts. And, you know, he was playing very close to the vest. He says, he says, I bet some interesting people tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Well, give us an exclusive. No, he wouldn't. So I don't know who he's encountered. But uh, well, I, he encountered the barber, from what I heard. Yes, Charnold uh, got a big haircut. It was, it was nice. So, uh, so that was it. I mean, it's kind of a short night, only three hours. Um, I also interviewed the uh, David Johnson, the writer of the upcoming horror they film need to Orphan. See that movie. Just for the twist. Uh, yeah, if the, if what we heard of the twist of the twist, if that is true, uh, yeah, I'm almost willing to pay money. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> Uh, eat your heart out, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, come on, that's right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Any last thoughts before you, you guys had to go off to Seven Eleven? Uh, Tyrese. Oh, yeah, Tyrese was there uh, charging for his. Uh, here's what I will say. I tried to take a. He was signing autographs his new comic Mayhem. Yes. At the, one of the Image side booths or whatever, and we were like, "Oh, Tyrese tried to snap his picture." Hands went up. Bodyguard. No, 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 no. You have to wait in line and pay. But I will say this. Normally when a celeb does that, I go, oh, F this guy or whatever. Whatever. Right. Forget it. But then they say, okay, well, here. You get, for 10 bucks a copy of his new comic, autographed, and a picture with him. 
So I was like, oh, for ten bucks. I mean, other celebrities are charging twenty-five for it's, a picture. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and, right. and these are washed-up celebrities. You know what I mean? Right. I've been on TV in years. This That's guy starred in Transformers. <laughs> so you got a, a picture with Tyrese, a comic book, and an autograph for ten dollars. And, and how have you guys? Either of you guys read the book? Yeah, Not yet. We just got. I don't even think it's been released yet, has it? Oh uh, yeah, I think it came out last week or two weeks ago. Okay, well, whatever. This I think was a special cover because I've heard good things about the book. That it's actually, you know, obviously there's been a lot of, and I think we're going to see a lot of it announced this weekend. Um, yeah, you, you, well, celebrities writing comics, you know. Uh, well, the, that's the, we've talked about this before. That it's all trying to, if it's a viable property as a comic. They can sell it as a you know. right, right. But I've heard that Tyrese's mayhem is a lot more serious as far as comics go. Like, really, it's not just uh, attaching a name to it. Well, so. the guy's also doing a CD drop party somewhere in the gas. That guy is a busy man. Yeah, he's, he's working that. Yeah, he's working the showbiz angle. So, hey, Tyrese, get your money, brother. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, I'll let you guys go, and I and I got some work to update. So, this was the podcast for Wednesday, July twenty second, two thousand nine, Comic Con preview night. Our, uh, site real quick. And please launch it up to path. If anybody's listening, more on life www.moreonlife.com. Hopefully, we'll have some video of what we saw tonight a little later, and we'll link it back to Fanboy too. So Appreciate that. You guys Twitter. will get to check it out. Everyone. And we'll Twitter David. David is like our Twitter guru. Follow so us on just Twitter. so you know, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Uh, that'd be twitter.com/slash. Is it? Yeah, twitter.com dash no, slash Twitter at Fanboy Planet. Twitter at Fanboy Planet and, and on Twitter at Moron. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. That was Ron Lopez, MoronLife.com. And that also was David Tapia, MoronLife, Fanboy, sure. everybody. Yes, right. He just loves us all. And we're reminding you to use your powers only for good. Oh, we're tired. <laughs>